Hey everybody, I'm Tim. And I'm Dean. And we're the hosts of Talking Back. We're a retro-based podcast covering movies, comics, video games, and more. Check us out every Monday where we hit the rewind button and dig into some of our favorite content from the past. We like to keep things fun, lighthearted, and informative. Do you feel like you need more nostalgia in your life? Then check out Talking Back. We're available everywhere podcasts are found. I'll do it. Hey, welcome back to Action Action, the podcast that watches all the action movies. We put them on our big old list. This is a <laughs> Patreon pick. A Wes pick. It's Wes. It's a Wes pick. We gotta get like a, a different intro for each Patreon person. Oh, that's true. This is Action Action. We are the podcast that puts all of our podcast picks on a gigantic <laughs> list. There's so many. So many. There's not like 201 movies. They're not all on there. Not everything. No, but there's 200-ish on the list now at this point, depending on yeah. what happens with Die Hard. We got to throw yeah, that. Yeah. We got to throw that. It's Die Hard's go not on. on. It's got to go it on. It won't go on. It's it the might, Die Hard. It might go on if the patrons want it to go on. No. Yeah, we got to do a poll. <laughs> it's, it's, the, it's the commemorative Die Hard list. At it's, this point, it's already on. We've already done but the it poll. Might, it, it can, it's on. It's on. We, the poll said that they all wanted it on there. <laughs> John, you make up the poll. You word it however way you want to word it. Okay, I'll do that. Okay. Yeah. I don't believe that when I see it. Are you saying that I don't give 110% to this podcast? Because if you say that, I you're right. I don't. I give 10. 10. You give the 10. We're looking for the 100. I say the best episodes is, are when we don't give a fuck. Which is what I'm trying to like come no, in with. Like no holds barred. So yeah. this is a Patreon pick. I am not hosting this. Dustin's going to take over in a second. This is going to be a Patreon pick. This is from Wes. It is Kill Bill Volume 1. Just Volume 1. Yeah. Uh, we're, not, gonna, we're not doing the whole damn show here. And before we get things rolling on <laughs> Kill Bill Volume 1, let's go around the horn. <laughs> let's talk about what we've watched, what we haven't watched. Hey, I'm, I'm gonna, James. Oh, yeah, we should introduce ourselves. Uh, my name is John. I am a co-host of this podcast, and I would like to introduce my other co-hosts. They are Dustin. Hey. And James. Rip them. Rip them, buddy. Uh, uh, good stuff. And we're on the BFOP network. Did we say that? It's the blast from our past network. Um, sure is. It's a thing that we are a part of. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yep. Good stuff. All right, Should we well, do this whole thing over again? No. No, no. Fuck it. Uh, before we get into the episode, which is Kill Bill Volume 1, a movie I have not wa- seen since the year it came out. Really? You haven't watched it since then? No. I've watched it. I, mean, I watched it like probably five times once it came on on DVD. And then, and then not again. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I'm probably the same. Maybe so a couple times. Before we get into that, let's talk about what we have watched beforehand. I will go first because I've watched <laughs> the least well, you don't know that. Yeah, you don't know that. James okay, might have watched. Let's not, go ahead. James might not have watched. Well, no, no, no. Let's go, get, no, go ahead. James, go ahead. James, James, no, please, no, no, James, please, James, James, you go first. The floor is yours. Uh, well, let's see. 
I watched uh, I watched that show you recommended, John, uh, Under the Banner of Heaven. Oh, yeah. It's on Disney Plus now. Yeah. Uh, so in I Canada, watched anyway. the Canada. first couple episodes. And I'm kind of, meh. Yeah? We'll see. I don't know. Not, not sucking it's you not, in? It's not moving fast enough. And uh, Oh, it's a slow burn. That, well... Yeah, we'll see yeah. what happens. Yeah, here we'll, we are now. We'll see. All right, we'll here see. We, all right, here we go. It's a slow burn. It's, it's very slow. Burn. Here's the thing, though. True story. It's a very slow burn. <laughs> the thing is, it's a true story. Oh, uh, oh, it's a true story. So the okay, the, now I'm pumped. so the cop, the cop that's like uh, Andrew Garfield. That cop is not real. That's a kind of like a amalgamation of like different people and stuff well, like that. Well, it's just fun. We all love seeing religious people struggle with their, <laughs> their with their faith. I think we all like seeing religious people like forego their faith. Yeah, very conflicted he is. He is very, very conflicted. conflicted. He is. Yeah, good one, good Yoda, bud. <laughs> You've been watching uh, that Obi Wan? <laughs> no, I haven't actually. I kind of refuse to watch it. Yeah. Um, yeah. Fair enough. So you tell me how it is. Okay, that's all you need to say. There's some good, there's some bad. All right. I heard that there's a Princess Leia run scene that is just hilarious. Rough. Hilariously bad. Rough stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Like, she outruns everybody. A bunch of adults, but but, yeah, okay. Okay. uh, We won't get into it. (laughs) Okay. We'll get get canceled if we don't like Princess Leia, so. Really? Oh, yeah. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. (laughs) Hold on. You don't get canceled because you don't like Princess Leia. You get canceled because you say something like horrible against like an ethnic community. <laughs> I will get canceled every single day. About, hey, you know what? Fuck Star Wars. Cancel me, bitches. That doesn't get you canceled, Dustin. Or you're uh, like, well, my, these days. Or you're like, but what are you fuck talking you, about Princess these Leia. Days? But I, I wouldn't even fuck you anyway. I want to know what I want to know what Dustin <laughs> right. thinks that like these we in the days, business call it a joke. Something will get. Yeah, <laughs> We are actors. Sardonic actors motherfucker. This is a this is a character. Dustin's <laughs> a character. No, the this possum. Is, if anything, this is Dustin has like become more like less interesting with the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I like you uh, more when you're not on 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 tape. Aww. So, anyways, I watched that, and then uh, I've been watching the boys, uh, which is fantastic. Yeah. So we, you James came over here. To, you're watching the boys, eh? Yeah. So James came over here and he said he watched the new episode. Like the fifth episode? Yeah. Hey, oh. He said he watched it. I've only watched four. Yeah. He says it's available now. It's available. Okay. How is it available? I'll take his word you for it. You fucking grandpa. If he says it's available, then I believe it. How is it available today? It's Thursday. It's not even Friday yet. It's not even Friday. I got that like extra level. You played that prime. extra tier. For oh, you got prime. Yeah. You got prime plus plus. Yeah, it's your prime. Yeah, you're sucking Bezos. <laughs> He's licking Bezos' bald head. Uh, so I've been watching that, and then uh, last week I watched uh, Matilda with my kids. Oh yeah, they they quite enjoyed it. Actually, my oldest daughter uh, saw a school play of Matilda. Okay. So then I was like, "Well, you want to watch a movie?" And she's like. That was like yeah. a rolled doll, I think. Yeah, yeah. It's, yeah. It's, yeah. I love that movie. I'm really uh, liking it. Yeah, it's uh, starring and uh, directed by Danny DeVito and uh, starring Rhea Perlman. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a fun movie. Great, it's a great movie. Yeah, uh, it was a musical coming out on uh, Netflix, I believe. Oh, okay. Yeah. Hmm. Interesting. Dustin's like, <laughs> no, don't, I don't give a shit. 
<laughs> Although I would like to see that Book of Mormon uh, musical. Yeah, I wanted to go to that when uh, when Gene and I had gone to New York, but it's so fucking expensive. It's I don't know, it was like four hundred dollars a ticket or some bullshit like Holy that. Holy shit! Yeah, okay, that's like uh, one week's worth of groceries for kids, so you can go. <laughs> Dustin, what well, do you do? You not have any fucking culture, Dustin? <laughs> what's holding you back, no Dustin? Culture. You got nothing. I went to I went to the Rock. What's the Rock one with uh, that they do me? I movie. went to Planet Hollywood instead. <laughs> I went to Planet Hollywood. I went to Guy Fieri's restaurant. It's had some wacky ribs. Yeah, with guy sauce. <laughs> guy sauce. Going to Flavortown. <laughs> Flavortown. <laughs> Gotta go to Flavortown uh, when you're in the big city. That explains the frosted tips when you came back. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean. Yeah, yeah, and you, your you jeans. Get, you gotta show your influences. <laughs> uh, yeah, definitely. Um, that's about it. Uh, I haven't really watched anything else, so All right. pass. John, back to you. Where we I wanted. got nothing, dude. You got nothing? Not really. You said you were going to go first. <clears throat> yeah. Because I was, I, I was embarrassed because I had really like not much. Oh, it's Jeopardy. <laughs> Jeopardy. What's going on in that Jeopardy? Is that one lady still winning? No, she's not. There's a new person. She's kind of boring. Hmm. Kind of sucks. <laughs> uh, I know I watched some other stuff. I just don't really remember. Uh, I still wanted to watch, talk about the movie, so I'm just going to forego mm-hmm. my turn all right i'm right. pa- gonna pass on my turn well we gotta go through 10 movies yeah i got 10 we got 10 movies. yeah no. that's why i wanted to get a dustin because i was like well fuck dustin uh well first of all I, f- I watched this movie never too young to die did i i didn't talk about this already did i i it's don't a, know it's like a james bond wannabe kind of movie came on the 80s john stamos is the lead uh this is a fucking insane movie uh so john stamos his dad is basically like a James Bond type named Stargrove. He dies. And then, uh, so John Stamos is trying to find out what happened to his dad. The villain in the movie is Ragnar. A, is this is the movie describes it, a hermaphrodite, uh, like cl- nightclub singer played by Gene Simmons <laughs> from kids. Okay. <laughs> and he leads a gang of like, what did you put it on when we watched the Wraith Wastoids? Yeah, they're like Mad Max type punks. He has a gang of those guys. And he wants to get this like disc that the elder Stargrove hid so that he can put toxic waste into the into the water supply or something. Wow. This movie's fucking wacky. So it's like it's going for a James Bond thing, but it's like 80s edgy America James Bond where there's tons of blood squibs and stuff and shootouts and uh, hand-to-hand fights and stuff. Uh, John Stamos' character is a gymnast, so he uses, like, gymnastics when he fights. It is one of the in most insane movies I've ever seen. It was, it was pretty fun. <laughs> That's insane. <laughs> uh, I want to pop in with, I just remembered I watched two things. Uh, oh, okay. Yeah. Coming back Call in. back. I watched a show called Very Hard Cases. This is the most Canadian show I've watched mm-hmm. ever. It's a uh, cop show. Cop drama comedy. Watch it if you <laughs> yeah. want to watch things. I don't know if that sounds like a ring. It's on Netflix. It was enjoyable to watch in the background, and I finished Escape from Denimora. This show, it's a, it's a mini series. It's directed by um, uh, Ben Stiller. It fucking rules. Uh, Patricia Arquette, Benicio del Toro, Paul Dano, uh, Eric Lang, Bonnie Hunt. The show is so good. It was a good show. It's so good. 
And it's only one season, so it's, you don't got to go on and on. Well, it's it's a mini, it's an actual true miniseries. Mm-hmm. Oh, and then I finished Barry. Oh yeah, wow! Holy <laughs> God, is Barry the best show that's on TV? It's it's up there for current stuff. I'd have to say it's pretty. James, you're not great. watching Barry. Yeah, no, I'm all caught up. <laughs> it's, it's so funny that you don't watch it because I feel like of everything thing that we watch this might be one of the john if i had a dollar for every time you said <laughs> this is the greatest show james you would love it you'd have like seven dollars i'd have like at like least seven, seven or eight dollars <laughs> yeah i mean sure yeah hey, don't how many Bert. seasons uh three they They're are only they half are an only hour, half right? hour yeah. Yeah, yeah and there's only like 10 episodes in the season and where can i find it hbo I don't have it. You have my HBO login. I don't think so. Yeah. I lost it. We'll talk about the software. We'll sort this software. <laughs> Finish yeah, up, Barry. Awesome. Incredible. Uh, then I watched fucking Jurassic World Dominion. Wah, wah. Oh, yeah. Well, did you really expect it to be no, good? No, I didn't expect it to be good. I refuse to watch Jurassic Worlds. Yeah, that's good. You, you're doing the right thing. I've watched, I'm probably going to watch the I watched the one. first one in the theater. With my wife, she was so excited to watch it. Like, yeah. Because it was like Jurassic, it's back. And, and that was the best of the three. And I hated it. I hated it so much. And then Don't yeah. mention the assistant, because that's the problem. Oh right? my God, don't even get me started on the assistant. <laughs> James knows me. <laughs> um, yeah, this new one is pretty pretty much shit. Um, I mean, well, there's it, so much hope there. Spoiler, yeah, I you got Sam Neill back, you got Laura Dern back, okay, spoil, Andy and Malcolm, the Jeff Goldblum character. 30 you know. seconds, spoil the whole thing. I want everything that happens. <laughs> dinosaurs buildings. Um, dinosaurs so, are building bunkers. So dinosaurs are like mm-hmm. living in the world now and like sleeping on top of skyscrapers and stuff like so that. Okay. Canada and wait, shit? Wait, wait. Okay. <laughs> Please tell me that there's like, uh, what is it, the seventh, eighth wonder of the world? There's like all these wonders, wonder of, woman? wonders of the world, right? Mm-hmm. So there's a dinosaur at all of these wonders of the world. No, they don't have this. That, oh, would, be, that would be sick. That seems like a dominion um, There's like a thing. black market for dinosaurs where people are like selling and trading dinosaurs. Having sex with them? Oh, probably. Somebody's we fucking didn't, We didn't get into that, but I bet you. That ties uh, into your see. romance novel. Chris Pat makes a promise to the raptor that he's friends with. I love and he you, raptor. Fulfills that promise. What else? Um, Are you talking about the worst Chris? children? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't know. It's a bunch of stuff about cloning and l- giant locusts. Um, uh, yeah, it, it, it was so, bad. It was really so bad. So basically, what it would be like. Uh, well, it, there's not enough, like, you know, considering the premise is, oh, now the dinosaurs are, like, out there, there's not actually enough focused on that because they just go back to this other, this, like, scientific research jungle area where they have a bunch of dinosaurs and it's just, they're trying to, like, hit the same notes as the first movie, original movie. And Why? Why? <laughs> it doesn't make any sense. It was lame. It was lame. Um, is it PG? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, so that's the problem. <laughs> uh, then I watched this really excellent coming-of-age a uh, summer movie called Little Darlings, summer camp movie with Tatum O'Neill and Christy McNichol. Uh, this is a really sweet movie, but like really funny without hitting, like feeling like there's any false notes. It's about two teenage girls at summer camp. They're like rivals. They're from one, you know, different sides of the tracks kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And there's like a wager to see which can lose their virginity first. And it ends up being really nice and actually a sweet message to it. And it's really funny. Like there's always lots of funny other camp, uh, camp kids that are 
good characters. Um, the one is trying to get with Armando Sante, who is the much older, like phys ed teacher at the camp. So there's that's a weird stuff there. And then the other one is uh, Matt Dillon is like the teenage boy from across the lake at the boys camp. Um, but it's really funny and the, like for a summer coming of age kind of movie, really nice actually. Um, then I watched. Lastly, I'll mention I watched Iron Eagle. Yeah, see, I was gonna pick that um, instead of Predator Two. Oh wow! Just because just of the, the whole top, the top Gun Top Gun thing, and I've never seen it. Uh, yeah, this I remember seeing. I didn't see Top Gun in theater, but I saw this in the theater with my dad. Yeah, of course. This you actually did. came out like six months before Top Gun. Oh. Uh, even though like people are kind of like, oh, Iron Eagle, that was that Top Gun ripoff. It actually came out first. Uh, it's it's pretty bad. Is it? <laughs> yeah, like there's some fun stuff, but it's there's so much boring shit in the middle. Like it's just like a long sort of getting ready to go on the mission sort of. Oh, I see. Sequence. So Louis Gossett Jr. Um, the young guy is Jason Gedrick, David Suchet, who is um, Hercule Poirot in the BBC uh, series, is like a Middle Eastern evil general guy in this. So that was weird. Uh, but the, it, there's kind of like a Goonies aspect where it's like the bunch of the misfits that are training to like be military people, but they're not, you know, they're still like too young. They like break into the base so that they can steal these fighter jets so that he can go rescue his dad <laughs> where he's been shot down in an unnamed uh, Middle Eastern country. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot of hoorah shit. Um, but Is it unnamed because most people couldn't name a Middle Eastern country at that point? Well, I, I think it's unnamed probably just to avoid any political whatever. You but, wouldn't want to say Iraq because you wouldn't want that to come back on you. Well, Iraq, I might have Libya, any of those kind of places. But um, yeah, it, it's it would be fun if they really condensed it and lost about half an hour. Maybe it's it's gonna. But it does have Michael Bowen as a bad guy, as a sort of bully rival for this main kid. And Michael Bowen, of course, is in the movie that we are about to talk about. And it's Kill Bill Volume 1. What? He plays Buck, and he likes to fuck. <laughs> oh, he likes to fuck, all right. Uh, let's, let's hear that trailer. Come on. Not too long ago, I was quite the professional. My friends and I, we were the creme de la creme in an exclusive industry. And we all worked for this man, Bill. Then one day, I decided to leave, settle down, and start a new life. But when I tried to get out, they did me in. Don't you ever wake up. I guess they should have tried a little harder. So I suppose it's a little late for an apology, huh? You suppose correctly. Now it's kill or be killed. You have every right to want to get even. Get even? Even, Stephen? I would have to kill you. That'd be about square. And I choose Kill. All right, so Kill Bill Volume 1, uh, directed by Quentin Tarantino, 2003, starring Uma Thurman, Lucy Liu, Vivica A. Fox, Daryl Hannah, David Carradine, Michael Madsen, Julie Dreyfus, a bunch of other people, Sonny Chiba. Um, so yeah, 2003... Uh, an assassin is shot by her ruthless employer, Bill, and other members of their assassination circle, but she lives to plot her vengeance. There you go. That's pretty simple. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, so here we are. So I'm. we've all seen this movie before, of course, but like you guys were saying, been a while since you saw it. So what was your initial 
relationship with Kill Bill, John? Uh, so I saw this in the theater. Uh, I saw both of them in the theater. Uh, I was a pretty big fan. I remember loving this movie. I saw it. Uh, I think I saw a, a, a flurry of this movie when it came out on on DVD. I watched it like multiple multiple times, and then I think it kind of just like lay dormant, like a lot of Tarantino movies do, yeah. where I just it was just kind of there. Um, I never picked it up as much as I picked up. Like I'd pick up Pulp, Pulp Fiction every couple of years. I'd pick mm-hmm. up Reservoir Dogs, Jackie Brown, even mm-hmm. where I'd watch them like. And be like, ah, I need to see this. But Kill Bill kind of just like existed like in the peripheral. Yeah. Um, and then when I watched it this time, I was actually really, I think I was really glad for the podcast. Because I feel like the podcast gave me the breadth of knowledge to like appreciate this movie on a whole new level. Where I'm like, I was so thankful for all the films that I've seen while while doing the podcast and then i got to see like somebody like take those influences and like put them into something yeah whether it's perfect or not perfect doesn't matter but i i was like oh shit like i i'm seeing the influence from like you know the drunken masters or like the like the, the shaw brother like the, these right. different these yeah. different things and I, and you could really see it and i i thought that was really cool sunny chib is in the movie like mm-hmm. All this, which Gordon is, Liu, like, yeah. I, I got, I was like, fuck. Like, I was watching the movie yesterday. I'm like, why the fuck have we done a Sunny Chiba movie yet? I know, yeah. I wanted to do the Street Fighter, you know, when he passed away, like, a little while back. And it just it didn't happen. But we we definitely need to do one of those older classics like that. Yeah, and it was just, it was like, wow. Like, I, I forgot how much I, like, I love, like, not, sorry, I, I love this movie uh, for like the gore, for like the gore, we shouldn't say that word gore because I don't think this movie really used that, that word isn't proper. Uh, but I'm the gore whore. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's pretty gory. Yeah. It's it's gory, but it's more it's just more just bloody. Like it's not mm-hmm. gory. Like you're not seeing like open wounds. Like you're it's just the top of a head. Top of a head. Well, well yeah, we'll get into. But all that stuff just limbs. seems kind of like different than it's it's just different than when you're watching like a horror movie. Like gore is like to me like. If you watch the new, I don't know what's uh, what's a good Evil Dead, right? Like yes, the la- yes, okay. like the what yeah. from like seven eight years ago. Sure, like yeah. that movie is gory, right? I wouldn't say this movie is gory. Yeah, I mean, there's there's a type of gore that you're a whore for. That, <laughs> you're, oh, you're definitely a whore for. Trust me. Uh, but there's a type of gore where. You in watching it, you almost feel it because right. it's so yeah. There's a realistic, quality, so yeah. graphic. Mm-hmm. You know when you yeah. So, um, but yeah, I actually I feel the same way as you, John, about this movie. Uh, when this movie came out, I I was graduating high school. I don't think I even saw this movie in the theater. Oh yeah. Um. You were a little baby. I was just a little baby boy. <laughs> He's a little baby boy. And, uh, you know... I would have got you in, bro. Oh, oh, thanks. Uh, but I don't know. I I don't think I was even ready for, like... I was still in the realm of watching, like, bad action movies. This guy's watching <laughs> Bulletproof. So... He's... Uh, so, to me... I don't think uh, like I did watch it. I don't know when I watched it, 
but I definitely could not have appreciated it back then because I never watched right. anything. Right, seen the kung fu. You yeah, seen the samurai movies. My kung fu is Jackie Chan. That's it, right? Right. So I, I want to make something very clear, at least from my perspective, from John's perspective. I am not going to come in and like talk about this film and be like, "Hey, look at the influence in this scene from this." Because I don't have that. Like, I don't have the encyclopedic knowledge of like, mm-hmm. like rattling through that. Like Quentin Tarantino obviously does. <laughs> right. I just want to say, like, I just respect that I can I, I I can watch this film and say, "Hey, I've seen this before in XYZ movie. Can I pull that like quickly? Probably not. But the guy is obviously. But it's reinforcing something that you is familiar in a sense. Yeah. Like you that, know that there's an iconicness to it. Because that's a great way of putting it. Yeah. Like it's just, it's like he obviously appreciates the films that we're watching so much. Yeah. Like he has so much respect for them. Yeah. And, and I feel <clears throat> in watching the 200 plus action movies and the action movies on top of that, that we haven't even covered on the show that I feel I have some, knowledge and I can appreciate a movie like this um, in a different way in a different way yeah I mean there's also even like the spaghetti western uh, influence on this too right 100% so like you can feel that even not not even just in like some musical cues that he uses but just the samurai movies already that were the the spaghetti the spaghetti westerns were kind of basing themselves on a lot of that stuff so it's all tied up here in one bundle like he mixes all those influences takes all those things and it's he gets very specific with some things where it's like this is a moment from some other movie kind of thing but then he also just there's a general feel right like this i want to talk about that in a second because i want to talk about the music cues because i watched this this movie with subtitles on Mm. and they gave a lot of music cues throughout it but before we do that i think dustin you deserve to be talked like to talk about what you your relationship is with this film yeah, so th- I did see it in the theater, um, and I really loved it. And we'll get into more, too, once we... I think Wes said he wants his next pick when he comes around again to be the second part. So You didn't we'll leave, get to that. like, halfway through the movie? No, I did not leave halfway through the movie. Um, That's what I heard at the time, like, uh, <laughs> that people were leaving... Oh, really? ...and they thought it was trash. Yeah, well, I mean, if you if you didn't have any... You didn't hear that? I don't remember hearing that, hear but that, that? Doesn't, that doesn't surprise me, no. because... If people had been like, oh, I liked Pulp Fiction, it was, you know, this crime movie was funny, whatever, and they liked, maybe they liked Jackie Brown uh, somewhat to a lesser extent because that one wasn't as popular, but they would, and then the next movie is this samurai kung fu pastiche thing, and they're like, well, what the fuck is this? Because that's not something that they necessarily, like we're just talking about, a lot of people wouldn't necessarily have watched those types of movies, and they're thinking, they're expecting a Tarantino movie to be something else, and he's like, now I'm going over here. But can you think of a lot of movies that people walked out of, like, from our, let's talk about, like, uh, like 2000, 2010. Like, I can think of, like, very few movies. I, uh, I was with a group of people who walked out of American Psycho. Oh, really? Yeah. Uh, so we were, at, yeah, we watched American filth. Psycho. and filth. And, and the, the people I was with, and they were like, we're not going to do this. Mm-hmm. Like, we're just not going to watch this. They went to a movie called American Psycho. <laughs> I don't think they knew what 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 it was what they were in for. Right. Um, 
And I remember at the time being like, yeah, like, fuck this movie. And then being like, and then I owned it on VHS <laughs> and DVD. Um, it's like such a but like, I, I, I think that, feel, that, that feels like such a very like, for lo- like, it's a it's a forgotten thing. Like people don't do that anymore. Well, you hear about sometimes like oh at Cannes there was like some walkouts because this movie was oh well that's the like, new one wasn't the new one for uh, David Cronenberg's yeah. latest movie. There's a bunch of walkouts. It's and like, stuff like but that. like but people don't walk into films anymore. Like people mm-hmm. should walk into films. Like what the fuck are people doing? <laughs> yeah, like, but uh, like I'm pretty sure people were walking out of Kill Bill because of the violence. Oh, okay. But it's so funny. No, I I understand that. But if you have no, it's very over the top. If you have no concept or reference point of like, oh, he's doing this because it's like so over the top. And I think Mm. you're totally right because like lacking context, some of the some of the like the blood stuff when I was like in my early twenties, like or teens, late teens. That shit was just funny, but now watching it in retrospect with like my breadth of knowledge now, it's just like, holy shit. Like that's <laughs> well, so like, fucking funny. Yeah. I mean, it's funny, but it's part of it's funny because of its over the top nature, but he's, he's really just mimicking stuff that was done in Samurai, like yeah. 70 Samurai. Yeah, but most people hadn't watched no, for sure. No, movies. You're, yeah. you're totally so right. That's what I'm talking yeah, about. Yeah, James, you're totally right. Like people weren't watching those and now we're watching that with our appreciation for it when we watched it, but then now for me, I can't speak for Dustin because he's watched a lot more films than I have and seeing the movies I've seen now and being like, Oh fuck. He's just riffing like this. He's mm. just like riffing off of like all of these amazing Shaw brothers movies or, or like whatever, like these Hong Kong movie. Like yeah. it, 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 it just puts everything in such a, such a more um, like positive light light for me. I, I like it even um, more now. Well, I'll just I'll just wrap up sort with um, oh yeah sorry, how I, no no sorry uh, fuck yeah. you sorry <laughs> so yeah I did see it in the theater loved it uh, I remember I saw it with my dad and my sister and they were both like this fucking sucks <laughs> and I was like this is great um, and then nihilistic bullshit it's really it's when I when people are like well what's your favorite like Quentin Tarantino movie it's really hard for me to choose just one like you know you want to say Pulp Fiction because that seems like the most iconic example of his movies but like you watch Reservoir Dogs and that's fucking amazing you watch uh well I mean they're all I love all of his movies but between Pulp Fiction Reservoir Dogs Inglorious Bastards and this movie it's hard for me to say which one is actually my favorite and this first half to me is just so I don't know there's just so much vitality in this movie it's just like so energetic to me it's just like hitting all these notes so so perfectly like the second half of the of the kill bill thing kind of slows down a bit but this one is just like for me it feels like go go Mm -hmm. go it's incredibly Um, kinetic it is this the first volume so kill bill volume one which which is what we watched is non-stop mm -hmm. uh revenge like fantasy. Yeah, I mean, even the moments where it's like, okay, we need a scene here where she's getting ready for something, or she, you know, she goes to to see Hattori Hanzo and get a sword and stuff. There's other stuff there to for it to continue moving. There's it's mm-hmm. funny, like he, he they, they get. I forgot that there was actually like quite a bit of funny stuff in this movie because it'd been a little while since I watched it as well. I totally agree. There, there is no story. I would say in this first half. Like, not, not really. Not I mean, really. it's such a basic revenge. But movie, at the right? same time, I would say there's enough story for me to give this an eight. 
as in like I am on board. I understand what was happening. Right. And of course he, he doesn't present it in a linear fashion as you know, as is his. Well, and this is why like, so custom, I, I think this is probably my new favorite Quentin Tarantino movie. Wow. Um, Pulp Fiction is great, mm-hmm. but I feel it's of of a time that maybe if I was a certain age, I would appreciate it more when it came out. Yeah. Um, but maybe you just need to go back and watch it again. <laughs> well, I watched it not that long ago, actually, oh, okay. and it and it was even better than I remembered. So, but this is just like I love action movies. So this this is like. Yeah, there's not much storyline, but this is all I need for a storyline. Mm-hmm. Just pure revenge. Pure, like, single goal, yeah. beginning to end, I mean, carnage we start, along the way. We start off with that black and white yeah. sequence, and it's like, okay, boom, like, we're going. Exactly. Like, I, like, I love it. Like, this, watching this movie, I, I was honestly never bored, and I couldn't remember... I could vaguely remember certain stuff, but it was like watching it for the first time because I couldn't remember really anything. Yeah. So, like, it was phenomenal to me. I agree with James. Like, I felt the same way in a lot of ways. Like, and I almost couldn't believe it. Like, honestly. <laughs> yeah. Like, I, I, yeah. Like, I, I honestly thought to myself, fuck, man, this Tarantino guy. He's got something here. He's fucking, he's <laughs> on guy, something. This guy's, he's on it. Because hey, people know about hey, this guy. He's hey, kind of talented. <laughs> This guy's going places. This guy's blowing up, man. Future filmmakers of 2022, watch out. I agree with James. I I felt in a lot of ways the same way where I was, it's been such a long time um, to watch it again. I felt so invigorated and I felt like so stoked just to watch it. Um, I agree. Like I wasn't bored. I loved everything. The shots are so Okay, so he he uses the camera in a way where I've seen it a million times, mm-hmm. especially in older movies like I'm talking about like 50s, 60s, 40s. He uses it in such a way where I was like, I've seen this shot, I've seen these things a million times in these older films, especially. Yeah, and yet he still does it in a way that it's surprising. And perfect. Like, you you look at the tracking shot, like in the in the night in the nightclub restaurant place. Yeah, yeah. like he, it, he it, everything is so, it's so done, but not done well recently. If that makes well, sense. Yeah. Well, he finds way. He like you're saying, he finds ways to make it fresh. He comes up over the wall, and we're, yeah. we you know we're catching glimpses of like the kitchen staff and like uh, we come back oh and then swing back and here's the the band that's playing on stage and we're oh, right in their face well, yeah. and we then- so that we'll get to that this might be one of the greatest <laughs> this might be one of the greatest scenes like half an hour 45 minute scenes ever the way this entire thing is structured at the end so I mean like there's aspects of this movie and, and like this is totally not fair to Quentin Tarantino but like I got like uh, Wes Anderson feels oh, weird. in certain scenes. Yeah. Like there's the scene where she's on the airplane. Oh, and she's coming down into Japan. Yeah, but she, yeah, and it's exactly. A bunch of, and it's a miniature. And, and no, not that, but yes, that. But I'm more talking about the scene where she's sitting on the plane and then like every seat 
has a spot for their swords. Oh, yeah. And just like <laughs> how things are set up in a way, like the detail, like right. such detail. The minutia is all, I, yeah. I, so I noticed that too, where there's, there's Katana sitting beside her and it's but like even like the people behind her have them yeah but it, but <laughs> yeah. i love that got sword. i love that sense that you're living in an anime in a sense yeah where you're like you're living in a world where mm-hmm. it's like of course everybody yeah. has and we're living in a world where there is a group called like the deadly vipers and assassination what's also <laughs> great about it is is that like this is i believe this is pre 9-11 um this movie but like mm, yeah, i know it's 2003 no, it's 2003 okay so uh, but i i love this idea that we are outside of our real world where we're not thinking about 9-11 because for those old enough to know how that changed everything about air travel or about just like being a part of an airport like right right. i i i want that i want an escape yeah it's definitely an escape it's so it's like (laughs) there's not much here resembling uh reality right whereas like Pulp Fiction is obviously uh, a heightened thing, but you can still feel like, oh, this is sort of grounded in a, a world that we recognize. Yeah. And, yeah, and this movie just made me feel like I was just a part of an actual movie. I was not a part of my own world. I, it was just a, people doing stuff, moving around a chessboard. Well, I mean, it's a lot like it's like a graphic novel, basically, like this yeah, movie. Yeah. And like the thing is, is like even the anime scene. Yeah, we got the anime sequence, yeah. Like, watching Cowboy Bebop kind of set me up to appreciate that scene even more. Like, I feel like everything has set me up (laughs) to fucking come to this moment to watch Kill Bill. Justin, what did you think of the anime scene? Oh, I loved it. I I remember loving it the first time, too. And it was so surprising at the time, too, because it was just like suddenly the movie just switches to anime. and, And I wasn't expecting that from Tarantino at the time. So... And even though, even though I was aware of like, oh, he's influenced by so many different things. So that was like it, very refreshing. And it's not something even now you see really happen very much. Right. But it, that's the fun thing about him is like, you know, some people, his detractors go, oh, he's just taking stuff from other people and he's just stealing stuff. Yeah, but everybody, everybody does steals. That. But it's the way that he distills it down into something. So like yeah. he takes all these moments, scenes musical it's easy he's making you a mixtape and he's making the best goddamn mixtape you've ever heard right yeah so and that part of that is the music because he's taking tracks from other movies and stuff and but he's just taking his favorite like he knows this song hits and he knows this song's gonna work in this scene at this moment Mm -hmm. just the right way like and like like we're talking about watching it i even last night and i've seen this movie many times I was getting goosebumps because of the way the music hits yeah, at a point. So like, there's yeah. a scene in which, and I watched this with uh, on on uh, on Prime, I think, with uh, with the subtitles on, and there are like five music cues, mm-hmm. like different songs that yeah. are playing within two minutes. Oh yeah, yeah, and it is hitting so hard every single time mm-hmm. that music changes. Um, it, it's amazing. You have Ironside by um, Quincy Jones that plays throughout the like film. The wham, yeah, and the sirens. It, like it kills. Like uh, you've got the. Um, like, yeah. I can't even do it. Like <laughs> that was my ringtone, actually. Yeah, I, th- I used to have that as a ringtone. Yeah, <laughs> like this movie yeah. is so fucking good, and I think that like the uh, 
Uh, the, there's like the the claps and but there's like that that western. you know, like this total spaghetti western thing. Which is funny though, because I I would say that the spaghetti western thing actually meets pretty hard with like um like beachcore like 19, oh and the, yeah you get this surf nineteen surf rock surf, too with surf the five rock. the five six seven eights this band yeah so you have like it all meets together like it but that's what I say when I'm saying mixtape because he's like. Yes, not only is it a mixtape of all these cinema cinematic influences and you've got shots in here where he's like doing everything from a Brian De Palma split shot, uh, you know, 70s kind of thing to, you know, Spaghetti Western to the wuxia kung fu stuff to the samurai films to, anime. to anime. So you're, and the Hong Kong action. So you're getting all of those things and he's just like, I'm going to take everything I fucking love and make it into this one thing. And then, you know, it just, it's just awesome. <laughs> but he kills that. Ho- oh my God. He kills that Hong Kong action shit so hard. Yeah. And he got you, he's got you and Ping on here, the choreographer. And he did like the matrix movies, but you know, and tons of tons of classic Kung Fu stuff. Um, so you've, you know, if you're going to do this, you got to get the right people to help you make it the best it can be. Right. Uh, but, but let's, let's talk a little bit about some of the scenes cause we could talk about how great the fucking movie is all day long, but, mm-hmm. uh, the, the movie starts off pretty much right away. She's going to see Vivica Fox's character at this suburban home. Yeah. Yeah. So I have a problem cause I, like, I get the first and second movie mixed up in my mind. Yeah. So I I can't remember exactly like the I could not remember like the the order of things. So when it jumps into like she's just straight up Vivica Fox's Fox's at her door like right away. It was like oh shit like this is way faster than I remember. It it kicks off because he's doing that. This isn't you know it's not happening in order right. Like we watch the Oren Ishii stuff later, but that's the first person on her list, her death list five, as we yeah. yeah. <laughs> and it kicks off so hard. It's so much fun. Um, she, he, they, they, they fight. Um, there's a betrayal, a double betrayal, kind of because yeah. there's the original betrayal, and then there's the betrayal in the in the honor of like fighting each other, and then uh, she kills. Vivica A. Fox. Yeah. What's the what's her? I don't know. Vernita Green. Vernita, and uh, she has the conversation with the daughter. And yeah. It's like, if you if, still feel raw about it when you grow up. And I think this is actually kind I'll of an, an amazing thing because as of, I have changed a lot in the last like 15 years, like now having kids. So like this actually has a scene in which a mom is killed pretty much in front of her daughter in front of her four-year-old that doesn't bother me as much as almost anything else does like because i was like kind of like oh, i don't want to see this like i don't want this but like the way he does it where it's like if you want you know it, when you're an adult <laughs> and if you still have these feelings if you want to come meet me yeah like Let's Which, do of it. course, you know, there's been speculated on ever since this came out that there would be the movie much later where she's growing up and, and well, comes to get her revenge. That would be amazing. Like, yeah. Like, I want that movie. But Tarantino Everyone keep, wants that movie. Tarantino <laughs> keeps being yeah. like, I've got one more movie. Yeah, I've got one more left in me. Yeah. That's it. And it's like, he, well, stop doing coke. <laughs> Maybe you have two. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
but yeah so that scene is awesome their hand-to-hand fight is brutal actually yeah, it's brutal it's Holy actually God. one of the more brutal things in the movie because once you get into like the the sword fighting scenes they're super violent but they're like we were talking about they're over the top and this is more feels a little bit more realistic in yeah, terms it's of pretty raw yeah like they're smashing furniture on each other tossing each other around the room pretty much destroy that whole house yeah <laughs> that dog ears got out and acted a damn fool <laughs> uh, uh, yeah i mean it's good i mean even how the scene ends where she gets in the pussy wagon um it <laughs> it's fun because it's like it gets you like oh that what that's an interesting <laughs> Why? vehicle what? and then you learn how she gets that vehicle after that but that is what i that scene, he does that so many times throughout yeah, the it's, movie it's one of his tricks right yeah. like throw you a little detail where you're like what and then let's go and back like, and ah. <laughs> so when we talk about the pussy wagon <laughs> the pussy wagon <laughs> the pussy wagon you got a problem saying pussy wagon oh pussy wagon doesn't bother me it's the it's the guy it's <laughs> it's, it's why what's wrong with him <laughs> it's how just we try, get he's just hustling he's just trying to make he's a, a small on the side. business owner <laughs> trying to put his kids through college she's crazy like this the stuff with the <laughs> pussy wagon guy yeah it's disgusting Man, i mean it's meant to be of course it like, mm. yeah like, well of course this shit happens in real life oh uh, it does I, yeah like yeah so yeah to a disgusting so, level yeah. this happens we, you know, yeah. the bride is in a coma because of the opening sequence of events or the bill has shot her in the head which is insane yeah and then she comes out of well, a coma she's pregnant by the way when she was, yeah when she went and when she was shot yeah uh, and we get that grief-stricken moment that she plays excellently, where she wakes up and is grieving the loss of her kid that she w- would have had. Yeah. Okay. Well, um, we should just talk about Uma Thurman and her acting. I don't understand how she's not up for. She's so awesome in this. She is so amazing in this movie. She's everything. Like she's she's the grim vengeance, but then you get like the light-hearted funny side like when she goes into sunny chiba's sushi Whole, restaurant is that is the, my, the vivaciousness uh, like yeah. the, the humor that's she's there so like, yeah she comes in and she is she is so bright mm-hmm. she is so like bubbling with like um like excitement and joy and like all to this no, all you say arigato like we say arigato. yeah but she, it's, <laughs> but it's all like to a point like she's all pushing this to a to uh, uh, to execute what she wants to do, mm-hmm. but she comes in and she has she, to disarm him first, right? Exactly, and she's so amazing in that scene. Like, how do you not fall in love with her in that scene? She's like this, yeah. She's nothing but pure, just like energy, and how she turns that and becomes a complete other person. Yeah, and she's like, then she's saying that you know she reveals that she's there to get a sword made by him, and he's she's like, I got some pretty big vermin to kill. He's like, these must be big, yeah, these must be big vermin, and she says, huge. <laughs> it's it's so good. Like I don't think that there's enough enough positive things that we can say about Uma Thurman for this podcast. Like it, it, there's no there's no point in even just like gushing over her. She's not get- in much other than uh, she's going to be in the new Old Guard. Old Guard 2. Oh, yeah. That, yeah. Okay. So that Maybe she'll be, be a bad guy or something. Um, I'm going to root for her. Oh, yeah. Hell yeah. She's so tremendous in this in this movie. Like, um, You see her feet. Yeah, yeah, of course you, you see, yeah, her, you see feet. her feet. <laughs> There's a lot of bare feet in this movie, as usual, with, <clears throat> with Quentin. 
I like that. I like to think that Queen Tarantino actually has no foot fetish. <laughs> he just, it's just he like just he's just created this. This is going to be my like, signature. He actually <laughs> just has this other thing that he's like a super creep about, <laughs> and that he just won't let anybody like. He's like, I'm gonna hide, <laughs> hide it behind my foot fetish. I think Uma Thurman is just amazing. I don't understand how she's not nominated for all the awards. It's true. I love Daryl Hannah's scene though when oh. she comes to poison her when she's in the coma at the hospital. Yeah, Daryl Hannah is so good. <laughs> and then you know, Bill phones her to be like, "Well, what's the deal? What's going on?" And she's like, "Oh, she's in a coma, and I'm gonna about to poison her." And it's like, "No, we're not gonna do that." And he's like, "Motherfucker!" She's like losing her shit, and, she, and he's just like, "You don't owe her shit." <laughs> like. <laughs> <laughs> it's just so funny. They're all so good. Everybody in this movie is amazing. Yeah, it's so great. And we don't even see Bill, right? Of course, David Carradine. We just see his hand. I don't think we see him until the second movie. Yeah, he doesn't show up till the till the end of the second one. Really, we see him, you know, like playing with his his samurai sword and stuff like that. Yeah, but he's probably uh, autoerotic fixating himself. But I, I just I love the also way also yeah, Jesus. I love the way also he's too soon, Joe. <laughs> too soon. He's. <laughs> I don't know. He like treats the swords like they're these religious objects, you know, like everyone has a sword because they're gunslingers. Like they have, yeah. the, you know, we fetishize like the gun from the old West movies and stuff. And he's doing that with the swords here where it's like Hattori Hanzo makes these beautiful blades. And you know, what does he say when he's finished it? He's like, this is the finest one I've made. And like if you were to meet God on your journey, he would be cut by this. <laughs> sword, yeah. Right? Yeah. He said, he said, I say this with no, Oh, what's yeah, the like word? hubris or hubris, ego like or whatever. This, yeah. this is the greatest sword I've ever made. And if you were to meet God on your journey, if you were to pull this sword, it would it would it would cut him down. Yeah. Like pretty much. Uh that, that but that scene when they're at the restaurant is so f- it's so funny. Cause he's like calling his assistant. Well, it seems like a different yeah. movie, right? Like <laughs> yeah. that's the whole thing. Yeah, well, because after then we've been, you know, it's been pretty explosive violence. But then you almost forget. Oh yeah, Tarantino is is funny too. Like his movies are yeah. funny. Um, and yeah, just the stuff between the, him and the assistant, Sonny Chiba's character and the assistant, are, is hilarious. And he's like, well, if you'd be a general, then I'd be like the whatever. He's like the leader, the leader of the whole thing, and yeah, you'd still have to still have to get the tea, <laughs> all that stuff. Um, yeah, I don't know, just so great, and then. You know, he throws the baseball and she chops the chops the baseball in half with the sword. But the, but there's the thing about the swords, like the way that they handle them, the way they put them back into their, you know, their, what do you call it? Hilt, sleeve, whatever. Yeah. Um, it's it's like the gunslinger movies. Like mm-hmm. It's where you're treating, you're, you're taking this like piece of machinery, this like this gun, this instrument of death, this <laughs> instrument of death and you're treating it with respect and you're saying like, you know, I take this out only when I'm going to use it, which is like I, I, it's a very like Western thing where uh, often the characters in a Western who are like, willing to pull their gun are not the ones that are the heroes. You yeah. know, mm-hmm. like it's it's the, the the characters that are that are apprehensive about pulling their their weapon. And they're the ones that are the, the actual. Right. Like, and and it's it's the slow pull it's a put back it's the it's the, the ritual. clicks though or like yeah. even yeah. she stops it from vibrating at one point when she's in the middle of that sword fight with the crazy 88 and it's like it's like ringing kind of and she like wh- you know she like puts her palm on it and stops it and it's just i don't know stuff but like that then they show it earlier actually also with um 
the way that different characters use their katana, where uh, it is doused in blood and the way they wipe it off. Yeah, or like um, fling it aside the yeah, blood. <laughs> where off. there's a th- that what happens later on with um, Lucy Liu. Yeah, Oren Ishii when she she actually puts her katana back in with not wiping the blood off. I noticed. Which is the only time I've seen that I saw that happen in the entire movie. She flicks some of it off, but there's, you know, but she there's still some she, on there. When yeah. she cuts the head off, yeah, she flicks it she off because it goes off, in the guy's face, but it's still <laughs> covered in blood. Yeah, before she puts the the katana back in. That um, scene too is just so so good. <laughs> yeah. Do you want to organize these? Like, you want to talk about these scenes? And so, what's the scene after she gets the sword? Well, after this, she gets the sword. We, I think, is when we go. We dip into the Orenishi backstory with the anime, right? And then we learn that now she's become the leader of the Yakuza group. Yeah, and then Lucy you get Luke. that. We see her in that room with the board meeting, room. and she cuts the guy's head off. The anime is pretty sick. If any of you bring up my Japanese or American heritage, <laughs> yeah, that the I anime your fucking head. <laughs> the anime was awesome, like phenomenal. I think Lucy mm-hmm. Liu is brilliant in all of this. She's great, yeah. Uh, s- totally delivers on. I mean, ever. I think everyone is really good, right? Like, um, and then we we meet her crazy gang. She's got so she has the crazy eighty eight. Who are these guys? Yeah. led by Johnny Mo, played by Gordon Liu from tons of old kung fu Shaw Brothers movies. Um, we didn't even talk about the Michael Parks scene, the sheriff and his son when they come to the chapel at the beginning to see right. the bloodbath. Let's talk about it. You're in charge, that, Dustin. That's so great. The Michael Parks. Oh man, I just love him. <laughs> same. Is it the same cop from um, from Dustin Dunn? Yeah, same cop. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I think, all he, the I think he shows up in. Uh, I think he shows up in Planet Terror as well. The Rodriguez half of the Grindhouse thing. But yeah. Um, He's yeah, got the all the sunglasses on the dash. Yeah, <laughs> um, just the the conversation between them. You know, that's the other thing that people don't, um, or at least it seems now, with the people who want to be like, oh, Tarantino just copies. So yeah, he's got all these stuff from other movies, but then you're forgetting about his dialogue that he creates, like for right. these characters, which somehow rings true, even though like no one would ever talk like that, really. Right. Um, and like that's his kind of special magic that he always had. Uh, I think this scene is one of the best examples of that. Just the way this is a father and son and they come in and the son says something about God damn, whatever. He's like, you watch your fucking mouth, boy. This is the house of the Lord or something. <laughs> yeah. Just like stuff like that. Uh, and then of course, you know, Uma Thurman spits, like she chokes and suddenly spits in his face and he's like, son number one, <laughs> this tall drink of cocksucker ain't dead. <laughs> just like weird lingo you know um son, son, uh, memorable son, stuff though. son number one actually reminds me of um a uh old-time radio thing uh i forget the it was a chinese chinese detective i forget his name mm. where he called his son number one son oh, okay like it's i think it's pulling from that kind of yeah maybe yeah yeah uh, maybe i don't know totally could be but um I feel like really stupid now that I said that. Well, no, that could that could be the case. Uh, James is like, there's so there's that's the stupid. thing though with his movies. There's so many uh, influences and elements from things that it's it's very 
difficult to spot them all and pinpoint them all unless you have as encyclopedic a knowledge as he does, right? But it's amazing that you can pull from all these different styles and movies and make it flow. Yeah, make it into one thing. Right? Yeah. Um, but yeah, so then the, the Oren Ishii stuff, um, when we've got uh, her her other gang kind of her her hitman or whatever her like right hand is the teenage the girl go go yeah uh that actress chiaki kiriyama she is from battle royale yeah for sure uh she's pretty she's her weapon thing as hell yeah her, her weird like mace on a chain kind of spinning blades on yeah. it actually made me think of that master of the flying guillotine movie i watched not too long ago which I wouldn't be surprised again if he's, you know, taking notes from that. You know, I was reading a, a lot of the background stuff, and I and I was surprised that no one mentioned uh, Lady Snowblood as an influence. I'm, I'm positive that that movie must have been part of his inspiration here. Which uh, the scenes, like the the showdown at House of Blue Leaves, that scene when they fight in the snow, her and Oren. At the oh end, yeah, I'm pretty sure that's got to be directly influenced by that, but. I don't know. That, that's that quiet moment. So beautiful. Like before mm-hmm. the violence erupts, like yeah. you got the little waterfall thing in the background, the snow lightly falling, but that battle scene, we should talk about that battle scene. Well, do we want to talk about our favorite scenes then? Cause if we just talk about like one battle, <laughs> yeah, scene, the whole thing is you're t- you're t- cause you know, you're talking about the final battle. Yeah. I mean, but that's kind of where everything heads to, right? It does. But like, there's some pretty cool shit. Yeah. Well, yeah. Hit me. What do you got? <laughs> well, I don't know. <laughs> well, I mean, it kind of starts off where she gets the assistant and then chops her arm off, right? Right, yeah. She, Which I, is pretty bad. She, we see her in her like Game of Death Bruce Lee outfit on the I motorcycle. do want to say that I like when she's riding that motorcycle, holy fuck. That is the coolest shit. When she like turns to her left mm-hmm. and she sees... She's got the visor. Is it Sophie? Yeah, Sophie, yeah. When she's like, she sees Sophie, like, on Sophie her. Sophie Fatale. And she sees her. <laughs> and she just is like, you have, Sophie would have no idea who she was. And Sophie's obviously in her own world because Sophie is, like, so high up, mm. like, in the Yakuza that she's like, why would I be concerned about, like, anything? Like, it just, it's so uh, telling of what is going to happen. And I, I I love that. And then you get to the um, right after that, you get to the restaurant where the the yakuza everybody's being treated like like oh like oh yeah come the, here the, like, the deferring to and, the yakuza guys yeah. and then, Charlie Charlie Brown yeah, <laughs> yeah, and yeah. And looks like Charlie Brown the bride comes <laughs> in though and it's really funny because it it's actually I I always saw her as kind of a um, uh, silent actor comedian type. Because she doesn't say anything, but she's like caught in these situations. The bride is? Yeah, the yeah. bride is. She's caught in the bathroom. She's yeah. caught like... Well, she see- goes to the bathroom to sort of wait. But for- she's seeing these things and it's it's kind of like there's no words are said. Nothing's like happening. Mm-hmm. And she's kind of just like, oh. We track around that whole place and, and understand the geography of, yeah. the, of the restaurant. And then we're ready now for for the violence for the violence and it just sets up the, like, after we've seen the band playing and, and all the stuff yeah, and, and it's just the whole scene for like the violence that's gonna happen and i love that the the band just keeps playing throughout mm-hmm. yeah. well they stop once the actual fight once the starts. fighting starts but like <laughs> yeah. how it's just like it's a building up mm-hmm. it's building up 
and the repetitiveness of the music from the band, the, the what, five, 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 six, six seven, eight. Yeah. Yeah. He, uh, apparently, I guess he was in a, where was he? Some, some a music store or something. And that was playing while he was in, he was there looking for locations when they were going to shoot the movie beforehand. And, uh, heard the music playing and he's like what is this and the guy was like oh it's this band five six seven eight he's like oh i i need the i need this cd and the guy was like oh well you go buy it and he's like oh i don't have time i'm flying out right now he's like we just sell me your cd like your copy of the cd so he bought it from like directly from the guy oh nice and then he's like we gotta have the band in the in the movie (laughs) that's bad that's Um, crazy yeah but yeah so then she brings out sophie and like calls out oren oren ishii yeah (laughs) Um, and then, you know, they all come out. I love when, when those guys, the crazy 88 guys like come out the sliding door, they like turn around and like slide it the other way so that she so can come out the come other out. side. Uh, just funny little details like that. But um, I love this scene. Like, so they, like she kills them and then, um, she, at this point she has the fight with the, um, the go, school girl, go, right? go, yeah. go, go. And we get a quick backstory shot of Gogo stabbing a guy in the. You want to fuck me, right? Junk. Yeah. <laughs> just cuts him. How about I'm inside you? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so good. Um, but yeah, you get this awesome fight where you're like, at, at this point, Uma Thurman is just like annihilating people, right? Yeah. But in this fight, you get like she gets beat up quite a bit. Yeah, it takes Dude. a while. At first, she's just like kicking ass, but then as it goes on, it starts to wear on her. And then the go-go fight, right? Yeah, yeah, like that's when she starts to take some real damage. Yeah, uh, almost loses. Almost fight. loses, mm-hmm. but wins the fight. And then it's like, okay, so now she's gonna fight Lucy Liu, right? So nope. Now the eighty-eight come in. <laughs> now you hear all the motorcycles showing <laughs> yeah. up. Yeah. And then yeah, you get like this insane fight it's so bloody it's so bloody. and of course we switched to black and white at one yeah. point um and again mpaa it's too much blood it's, it's too so much. smart so is though. that why they switched yeah so he switched because of the mpa but he did the thing where he switched to black and white and they didn't tell him to do that he did that because in the old kung when they wanted to show the old kung fu and samurai movies on american tv as like old syndicated things they would they would do the show them in black and white so that you could show the blood so he does that just to, as a nod to that uh, but also as a way of like a- appeasing the mpaa that's crazy and then you also get that like backlit sort of neon oh, okay well scene as when well you, right? i i don't think i have the words to describe how beautiful and um, brilliant that scene is when you have the like the the 45 squares or whatever they are and they're fighting in front of them. The color, yeah. yeah and it's like it silhouettes. Is, and stuff, it is yeah. so beautifully shot. Mm-hmm. It is just like so beyond me. But that's the thing, right? Like he's shooting, it's just this extended fight sequence, but he still finds ways to like invigorate it as it's going and keep it fresh as it's happening, yeah. where it's not just like, oh, I'm just watching her chop up dudes for 10, 15 minutes straight. Yeah, <laughs> there's, there's like so many layers to that fight. Yeah, there's all these different parts, right? And then she like hits the ground and is spinning and chopping off feet and yeah. all this stuff, and so many limbs are lost. <laughs> yeah, I and, like, and, and the you end, get you get that wushu kung fu where they're floating from table to table, and yeah, yeah, and that's a, what that goes a back that to wire, just why, a touch of that wirework stuff. That goes back to why I appreciate watching all the movies that I've watched. Yeah, where I can see this with fresh eyes and be like, I love this movie when I watched it. 
I appreciate it so much more right. now. It's, it's richer now, right? It's so much richer. Yeah, yeah that's, that's a, a fucking brilliant way of saying it. Like, it is it is so much richer. Like, the scenes yeah. are so much richer. There's there's so much more, like, depth to, like, why they're doing what they're doing. Um, in that scene, I think it's... And I think it's really funny. It, it's 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 funny... When it's there's that kid that's holding the sword, right? And she's chops the sword, and then she sm- she spanks him. <laughs> she spanks him. And is like, yeah. Stop fucking around with yakuza. <laughs> yeah, you're, yeah, like go to your parent. Like it. That's funny. <laughs> yeah. Like, and I I like the fact that he gives us that little bit of brevity to be like you're still watching a movie. Yeah, well, you need that breath to reset a yeah. little bit, and right? I, mm-hmm. I think that Tarantino is um is really great at just being like. You're still watching a movie. This isn't real life. Like, mm-hmm. this isn't, this, especially in this. Like, this is fake. Like, this is just, like, yeah. Like, um, take a moment. I just want to talk about the blood a little bit because, you know, we get those ridiculous a- sprays of blood in yeah. this. Um, and so I guess, you know, when he's working with the effects guys in the movie, he's also like, yeah, we're not doing like the professional Hollywood squibs. We're doing the old school you know Shaw Brothers whatever these movies where they would use they would use these big they would take condoms and fill them full of fake blood so that when they were popped then it would they would just like spray these ridiculous sprays He's like, uh, we're I doing think it that awesome. way because that's the way that it's supposed to be in these movies I'm with James yeah. that's awesome yeah. that is the way it should be <laughs> yeah like when she cuts off the head and there's like you know this is a geyser well, like, blood it's like, like, it's like yeah. shooting it's like, out like a sprinkler <laughs> yeah this yeah it stops intermittent yeah yeah <laughs> Yeah, there's no more because when he chops off Sophie's arm, it's just like yeah, it's spray, so almost much blood. almost like the Dario Argento oh, wait, so uh, like, tenebrae, like blood just fanning. Wait, everywhere. she's like everybody, everybody, like leave, leave your limbs. Those belong to me. Yeah, except yeah. for you, Sophie. Yeah, you stay right. There. <laughs> you stay right where you are. Yeah, leave your limbs. Those belong <laughs> to me now. I like that is the most <laughs> badass fucking thing. Like, cause like, I imagine like somebody would have picked up their arm, and she would have just been like, Groop, and like she would have like just like thrown a sword. <laughs> That's like, my fucking arm. <laughs> yeah. I mean, at this point, how do you know what arm's yours? <laughs> Yeah, a, you took like, a foot with you, and you're like, "Oh, that's not even my foot; it's some other guy." Ah, oh, goddamn it! Shit. We'll sew it on anyway. Uh, and then, yes, so we get our final showdown uh, in the snow, and it's yeah, it's like a gunslinger thing. Like, there's all this build up with the music. Um, yeah, and then to there's the that, moment to the draw, that, right? Like the like the we talked about yeah. the, the bad and the ugly a while oh, back. Totally. It's like that the the build to the showdown. Yeah, right? but and Riz- then you get that quiet part where the bucket fills and it yeah. like bucket <laughs> fills and then it yeah dumps the it water dumps out. and then it fills and then it dumps and it's just perfect. Yeah, yeah, it's so beautiful. <laughs> it is. And then Lucy Liu, like, you know, she's she gets in a good slice on it. She gets crazy. Yeah, it's crazy. Like they 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 have an amazing fight, um, until the bride <laughs> scalps her. Scalps her. Yeah. But like I I love the scene uh, the the moment I should say in which um, Lucy Liu is like, do you remember when when I said that you were not like a worthy opponent or whatever? Like I can't remember. Right, because right before that she says, "Silly yeah. white girl likes to play with samurai yeah. swords or whatever," and, and she apologizes. She's like, yeah, well, because they're they're like these weird assassin people, right? That are like, oh, you're actually very skilled, and I respect your ability, kind of thing. Right. And, right. But like, I but I want that 
I want that hyper unrealistic stuff. Yeah. I love that. I, I that makes me enjoy the movie so much more. That's why I can watch the fact that this this woman killed a mother in front of her child. <laughs> like it, it when it's hyper real, like when it's hyper like fantasy, yeah. I, I then I can like it's a whole other well it just plays into the story right like we're saying you're gonna if you want to come back and get your revenge when you're an adult sure like that's just part of this world but right? that, like, mm-hmm. and, and 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 then you can get into world building and like it takes it out of like our world and we, that's what i want i want mm-hmm. everything taken out of our world like the these movies are so good shaw brothers movies are so good because they obviously didn't exist in our fucking world right like like they're not realistic. They're a, they're a mythology, right? Like it's this mythical, you know. This is a historical. Oh yeah, it was historical, but it's like weirdly back then they knew how to do magic. But like right. in, yeah. in reality, it's like, a like twist to they it. could float. They could, uh, yeah. you know. And, but like in reality, like walls. Like as like an um, an atheistic like modern society, like we lack these things. We lack like imagination stories <laughs> but we, we 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 lack just like moral morality tales like in, in, in a lot of ways i feel like no, america is good <laughs> i've learned that <laughs> the fact that you I've, le- I've learned that. the fact that you heard morality tales and you thought of america is exactly pretty i've seen telling. top gun i know america but good. like we <laughs> I, I i feel like what what happens with all these like hong kong um like Shaw Brothers stuff like that is like it's a new mythology. It's a it's a recreation of mythology. It's it's a, our modern mythology, like our our, our atheistic. Sure, I mean, mythology. and there's and we see that in different forms. Like you know, we have comic books as a is a modern Absolutely. mythology and, and I think that, of, and that's what I want. I that's what I love. That's what I want more of. I want more of this. Like, yeah, we're just telling a story. We're not making any apologies. Yeah. The relation, the relating to it, comes through. Certain, you know, things that happen to the characters, the, those yes. beats where we all Absolutely. can go, okay, I understand this person, even if they live in a world that isn't like anything like my world, right? Yeah. yeah. And then we can all come together and be like, well, I relate to this and I relate to this and like we're different people. And then. I mean, revenge we- revenge is one of the oldest types of stories, right? Love revenge. Movies. Love revenge. James and I. It's one of the. Huge so there's that saying, revenge. what is it? There's only two kinds of movies, revenge movies and coming of age movies or something like that. <laughs> uh, it, but, you know, he does it super well in this. Who's going to not relate to the bride who was shot and almost killed on her wedding day? Her husband was killed. Her, yeah. She thinks uh, she thinks her baby was killed. But yeah. we learn at the end of this movie. Does she know that her daughter's the, still alive? Right. Bill uh, has the kid. Um, apparently. What's interesting, I... Uh, I found after watching this, I I started thinking about like, it's not very often other than um, say like uh, a Star Wars or Lord of the Rings or like a a comic book movie. You you don't usually have uh, a thing where the director has said right off the bat and has planned it this way. There's two movies. Mm hmm. Right off the bat, there's two movies. Yeah, well, I think as he was going, he was creating stuff on the fly and was like, it's going to be too big. We need, like, early on in production, they're like, we're going to need, this is going to need to be two. I know, but, like, how amazing that is that mm-hmm. he can just, he's just like, it's two fucking movies. Well, he has that clout at that point. I right? know, but <laughs> yeah. you hear what I'm saying? It doesn't mm-hmm. happen very much. Yeah. Most movies are made with, like, oh, we give you a cliffhanger just, in, just 
Yeah, no, well, case. now it's like there's a cliffhanger because we want there to be sequels. You but guys want there to be Joe, sequels? But James is, hold on. But Dustin, to James's point, like, he's totally right. Like, no, 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 yeah, one, agree, agree. no one gets to do this. Like, I, I not can't. Not very many people, yeah. But like, to leave it not with a cliffhanger, to leave it with a now there's going to be another movie. Like, right. there it, is another, other than James Cameron. Other than James Cameron. That's like a five. Yeah, there's deal. there's a handful of directors that could that but, could do but it. But to probably. say that like it's not just like there's gonna be another movie, I've already made it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like You're just watching the first half. That's pretty impressive. And this is also fucking almost twenty years ago. Yeah. I mean, and for me, it's actually the only thing that slightly hurts the movie to me is the fact that I'm only watch I'm not watching a whole movie. I'm watching a half of a movie. You're not watching yeah. half of a movie though. But <laughs> I actually think it benefits. The, like this, this no, no, is this it does is, because I think if it was all at once, it would be just too much. Right? This this is why to me this movie is so good because it's just straight revenge, straight violence, mm. very small storyline, which is what I want in an action movie. It works very it, well. And I get the it. The second movie, we get a little more. Yeah, bogged and down I'll in probably some of that hate stuff. it. <laughs> I don't think you'll hate. It. I don't think you'll hate but it. You know what I mean? Like I, it's, I can't it remember. Doesn't it doesn't have the kinetic energy that this movie has, as I recall. Now it has been. It's been even longer since I saw the second one because every time my intention is, oh yeah, I'm gonna watch the Kill Bills again. I watch the first one and then like I, I'm like, oh yeah, I'll watch the second one soon and then I kind of don't get around to it. Right. So it's been even longer. So maybe maybe I'm gonna. You know, maybe it's going to be a whole new, fresh experience too. Um, yeah. I I remember liking it. I just remember thinking not as not no, as I remember, good as the first one. I remember one. liking the first one a lot more. Yeah, and I remember there being people like, "Oh no, second half's the better half." Yeah, fucking. Yeah, <laughs> see, I don't remember. Probably they're probably super how cool. I liked either of them. Yeah, it was just kind of like. Well, that's. Fun. I was always kind of like Quentin Tarantino. I'm like, ah, uh, I don't really understand him. <laughs> He's not much. <laughs> There's not much to understand with Tarantino. No, no, I it's not like he has a fucking like. Uh, well, I don't know. Like this movie has a lot of layers and a lot of depth. It's true, but there's not a lot of like. It's not like there's a room to understand him. Like he. No, you under. I'm, what I'm saying is, in like what he's drawing from and what he's creating. So there's yeah. a lot of reference, a lot of like what he loves and what he's seen. I agree. That's what I mean yeah. when I say understand him. So mm-hmm. I think that I'm maybe I'm a I'm trying to say this in a derogatory way, but like some type of like Tarantino like cuck. Like <laughs> like I I think that like I I I really like I've always loved his movies. Like I love every single Tarantino movie. I will completely simp for him forever but i think that for this movie in particular i am very appreciative of all of the films i've watched in the past couple years because it made me understand so much more why i love this movie yeah it makes sense i liked it Mm -hmm. and then i watched all the other movies and now i'm like they're fighting on a table and mm-hmm. like they're crawling up a wall and there's like weird wire work that right. like, Oh yeah. We even get the, like, we get the balancing on the, uh, the banister rail when she fights Gordon Liu and yeah. Stuff like that, and there's right? all that like shit. And it's like, Oh my God. It's like, I can like 
I'm, I don't have a mathematical brain, but I'm like, I'm like, I can't like pinpoint exactly where it goes, but it's like, I've seen that. I've seen that. I've seen that. Like, but it all comes from like the seventies and the sixties and the eighties. And it's just like, holy shit. Like this guy has like an encyclopedic knowledge of like all of these films. Yeah. Because even while he's pulling from all these different, specifically these different, you know, martial arts movies and, and different Asian cinema, he, it, that's not all he's doing. He's still throwing in shots from like Hitchcock and De Palma and whatever else. And his own his influences own, as well. Just, and his own yeah. thing. Like it's ah, whatever. This isn't the fucking Tarantino cum fest. Well, it is today because that's I, what we're talking about. <laughs> yeah, I think it's just it. It's watching somebody create um, a almost like a love letter to these action movies that I think like, that's what all his movies are. They're a love letter to this, to this type and that, of thing, it, this but, thing, this thing, but it's so cool thing. to like have what, like we have watched collectively so many action movies yeah. and it's just, it's like he's taken all of that and put it into this homage to mm-hmm. these movies. And it's like, the movie you didn't know you needed to watch. Right. Like, it's that's gonna hit, how it's I gonna feel. It's going to hit all those... It hits all of them. It's going to hit all the points. And that's why things. I feel I, I can appreciate it mm. now. Should we rate this movie? We should. We should rate it. Um, now, I'm, I am really looking forward to watching Volume 2 once uh, we get around again to... It's never going to happen on this podcast. <laughs> I'll quit. Wes said it's his next Patreon pick once we get back This is his it. third pick, right? I believe this is his third pick, isn't it? We did... Uh, he had Conan the Barbarian, uh-huh. True Legend... This is his right. best. This is his best pick so far. He's redeemed himself. <laughs> I'll go first. My rating Good job, is Wes. an eight overall, eight point four. Um, How dare you? My reaction is a ten, and my overall score is a nine. And my reaction, straight tens, baby. Wow, James, usually the stingiest of us. I know. Has gone full so where does lately, that, I'm just full like, more. where does that put it, James? Well, what I suggest is maybe we should call this. <laughs> The Kill Bill list. (laughs) I'm just kidding. Just fucking with you, all right? All right. So that's the overall score. Somebody must have changed their scores. Because it's 9.1 now, which means it's tied now with Mad Max Fury Road and John Wick. Holy shit. Wait, who changed their scores? John John sabotaged it so it would be a tie. So it wouldn't be the new number one. Yeah. I didn't do it on purpose. (laughs) (laughs) We're suspicious. This is very suspicious. I did not do it on purpose. (laughs) All right. I did You have to live with it. I didn't realize that was going to happen. I did it organically. Mm -hmm. Man, here we are. I can go first. It goes behind both. I can't say that. I think to me this is a much stronger movie than John Wick. To me, um, I care about it more. I care more about what happens. I'm invigorated by it more. I'm excited by it more. Just say you have a boner, dude. I got a I got a bit of a half chub going on. A half <laughs> half chub. I'm full chub. James Put the movie on all the way. Uh, man, I don't know. This is this is actually really tough. I mean, it'd be so fun in a way to dislodge the long running number one. You just because it's been there so you long, you can't do it. Well, I don't know. I, that's, actually, that's what I'm saying. I mean, what I'm saying is it's that very tough to actually your, make b- a decision b- b- by your vote. You just can't do it. Like it's impossible. No, I'm just saying it would be fun to 
to do it. Like, yeah, if but we you could. can't do it. For like, me, could if, if James, for me, it's it for me, it's go, number one. It would still go behind oh, oh, Mad oh. Max. For me, it's number one. Uh, well, number two, I guess, behind Die Hard. But yes, right. We're not even talking about Die Hard, which is actually number one. On it's this actually list. number one. It doesn't show up on our list yet. But it is the true number one. And it won't show up on our list. <laughs> but uh, to me, it goes ahead of Mad Max. Wow. Um, I just feel there's so much in this movie and pulling from all these genres and all these old Kung Fu movies and Hong Kong movies. And it's just it's just pure entertainment, pure action. Mm. And I mean, it's a lot like Mad Max in the sense of like it's it's from one point to the other point like it's mm-hmm. it's just the whole time it's it's, yeah. it's in well I would say it's in one direction but it's actually <laughs> it's it's actually jumping around in timelines but, but yeah. the flow is the, the, the yeah. flow I just enjoyed it way better it's my style of action let's say so man I mean, I think just for fun. I mean, Mad Max Fury Road has had its had its uh, days at the top for very long, since very early in the show. It's a fucking awesome movie. So great. But yeah, let's fucking bump it. Fuck yes. <laughs> just for the hell of it. Kill Bill. So we got Die Hard, Kill Bill, Mad Max, Max Fury Road. John Wick. <laughs> John Wick. All of a sudden, we got movement at the fucking very top of the list here I know, in these last crazy. few weeks. So once again... Die Hard doesn't count. We don't know that yet. Well, we don't know. We haven't pulled the Patreons yet. We're going to find out. But at the very least, we have a new number one for the moment. Yeah. Kill Bill Volume 1. Wow. I don't think yeah. that's how math Kill works. Bill. What do you mean? Two of us voted that it goes ahead. So then it goes ahead. Yeah. That's where it goes. <laughs> John, John is... Do your with, math. With, do your math. <laughs> Whip out your calculator. <laughs> I mean, isn't that how we've done it in the no, past? It's if fine. two of if us, we, if we do, it's. it's I, you you just it, really don't want it to go ahead and mad. I Matt. don't give a fuck. Mm. <laughs> shut up, shut up, Diana. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, thank you for joining us. I mean, holy shit! Yeah, holy mountains are crumbling. You know what? I wasn't expecting <laughs> into the this. ocean. I wasn't expecting. No, this. I did not expect this at all coming into today. I had no <sighs> idea that this was going to be going on. But here we are. So yeah, uh, look for us on Instagram, Action Action Podcast. Like, yeah, okay. Action Action Podcast. Uh, we're on Letterbox. That's where you can find our list. Um, action Action. Check us out on Patreon. It's different tiers to get in on there. Do you want to say that we have a guest next week? We've got a guest next week. It's Nick from Nick's Dicks Picks coming back. One of our favorite guests. He's not one of our favorite. He's he might be. Maybe he's our favorite. He might be our favorite guest. He also might be. But we're not a doing hero? Expendables three. We're a doing personal hero. We're doing of ours? Bad Boys two. Yeah, he's doing great. Yeah, he's doing. He's awesome. doing awesome with his Nick, stuff. Check him out on Instagram. I think that Nick's, we should Nick's appreciate Flix the fact Fix. that Nick is gracing. Yeah, he's lowering himself to come on our show. So. We are nobodies. <laughs> we are nothing. He's legit. Nick is an actual. It's a real fucking, deal movie he's reviewer. A mover shaker. <laughs> yeah. Deal maker. Deal maker. <laughs> and he's got that OnlyFans, so he's doing really well. Oh, yeah, oh right. Oh, my God. You want to see a tush? <laughs> <laughs> Fucking check out next Flix picks. Thanks for joining us. Let us know on Instagram. Is Kill Bill Volume 1 better than Med Max Fury Road? 
Let the debate begin. See you in hell, bitches. <laughs>